your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 393 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. We got a lot to talk about today. First of all, the Rangers signing Brett Howden to a new one-year contract. We'll get into that in just a second here. We'll also talk about another star player around the NHL who has demanded a trade. Uh, Two episodes ago, we took a look at a couple of Big name candidates that the Rangers could potentially look to trade for. Guys who were at least rumored to be on the trade block. Those three players are Vince Dunn, Johnny Gaudreau, and Mark Shifley. Shifley's at the top of my list as far as uh, that's concerned. Uh, A big time, big name, perennial all-star type player that, you know, maybe the Rangers could back up the truck and and look to bring him in. Shifley would be at the top of my list there. But there's another star player that has demanded a trade. And like I said, we'll talk about him in just a little bit here. We also look at at least one more impending New York Ranger free agent for this offseason. But like I said, we got to start today with Brett Howden re-signing with the New York Rangers on a one-year, one-way contract worth $885,000. His contract that just expired was actually a three-year deal, and it was worth a total of $2.775 million. So that's an average annual value of $925K. So this is actually a bit of a drop in pay for Brett Howden. Uh, There was a report, once again, from our friend Anthony Scoltori from Forever Blue Shirts yesterday afternoon that the Rangers were working on new deals for both Brett Howden and Libor Hayek. Both are impending restricted free agents, and now the Howden deal has indeed come to fruition. Despite the new contract, though, uh, Howden seems all but certain, at least to me, to be exposed in this upcoming expansion draft to the Seattle Kraken. I'm not sure if the Kraken would really be interested in him or one of the other players that the Rangers make available. We'll debate that in just a second as well. But the Rangers are required to expose two forwards in the expansion draft who are under contract for 2021-2022. And Brett Howden, now that he is re-upped with the Rangers on this one-year deal, fits that description. And before this happened... The only other two options that the Rangers had who met that criteria were Colin Blackwell and Kevin Rooney. Uh, Julian Gauthier is also an impending restricted free agent. So if the Rangers can get something done with Gauthier in these next couple of days here, they can also expose him. That would be an option. But the inevitable question that's going to come up here is that now that Brett Howden has resigned with the Rangers, would the Kraken even want him if he is indeed exposed, which you would have to think that he will be? I'm not convinced that they would. I mean, put yourself in the Kraken's shoes. And I realize we see a lot of the Rangers, a lot of us watch every single game throughout the course of a season. But what did Brett Howden show this past year that if you're the Kraken, you'd be all in on Brett Howden? You'd you'd want him to be the player that you bring over from the New York Rangers. I just don't know what that would be. Uh, Howden really, throughout parts of now three seasons in the NHL, has never really produced from an offensive standpoint, and he's a former first-round draft pick. He was supposed to be able to put up points at the NHL level. He was the centerpiece of that disastrous trade that saw the Rangers send JT Miller and Ryan McDonough to the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for Nemestikov, Brett Howden, Libor Hayek, a first-rounder and a second-rounder. We talked about that trade a little bit yesterday because, of course, Ryan McDonough just won his second straight Stanley Cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that trade just continues to look worse and worse and worse for the Rangers as the days, weeks, years go by here. 
But again, you know, now that I'll put the question to you guys. Now that Brett Howden is back with the Rangers, put yourself in the Seattle Kraken shoes. Would you really have any interest in Brett Howden when you're also going to have a crack at taking at least two out of these three players, depending on which one the Rangers choose to protect, that being Colin Blackwell, Julian Gauthier, and Kevin Rooney. I mean, you look at Colin Blackwell, and he kind of had an out-of-nowhere solid season for the Rangers, 27 years old. He's never really gotten a ton of playing time in the NHL. And if you're the Kraken, I mean, I guess you could look at it and say, well, that's probably a fluke. I mean, he's into his late 20s. What are the chances that he'll continue to be this kind of a player going forward? And that does have some credibility, that viewpoint. But at the same time, you know, like I just said, Colin Blackwell's never really been given a chance. He's never been given as long of a leash as the Rangers gave him this past season and obviously showed that, you know, he can at least be an effective, uh, you know, maybe a middle six type player in a best case scenario and somebody who, you know, has some good speed, was able to go out there and click with Artemi Panarin on the on the second line for a while there. And there might be people who hear that and say, well, it's Artemi Panarin. Of course, his numbers are going to go up. And you're right. But Colin Blackwell, you know, there's kind of a revolving door on that second line, the right wing position. And Colin Blackwell was the guy who ended up kind of sticking there for a good chunk of last season. He took advantage of some opportunities to play on that second line that some other guys could not take advantage of. So I think if I'm the Kraken, I would at least think long and hard about Colin Blackwell if the Rangers don't protect him. And you can also look at Julian Gauthier. Gauthier, I mean, he hasn't gotten it done in the NHL. He's a defensive liability. There are clearly some holes in his game, but he is just 23 years old. I know Brett Howden's young too. He's also 23, but Brett Howden has been given uh, a lot more chances in the NHL than Julian Gauthier has, and Brett Howden has basically done nothing with them. Brett Howden does have some good attributes, and look, there's a chance we're going to get more of Brett Howden next year because if the Kraken don't take him in this expansion draft, then he's under contract with the Rangers for at least one more season. So we'll talk about some of the positives for Brett Howden as well. But if you're thinking in terms of upside and you're comparing Julian Gauthier to Brett Howden, I mean, for me, it's Gauthier because we've at least seen him light up the AHL. And I realize it's a big jump going from the AHL to the NHL, but Gauthier has only had sporadic random opportunities with the Rangers. You know, they tried him on the third line a little bit this past season. They banished him to the fourth line in pretty much no time. And of course, you know, he was in and out of the lineup all season as a healthy scratch where, you know, Howden was scratched a couple of times. But I mean, David Quinn, just for some reason or another, just absolutely loved Brett Howden. He had to have him on the ice every single game, it appeared. And, you know, you guys know for the most part, I stuck up for David Quinn, but that is something that I will never, ever, ever understand why he was seemingly so high on Brett Howden. And Howden does do some good things. Like I said, we will get to that in just a second. But the other player to compare Brett Howden to is Kevin Rooney. And at times this past season, the two of them were actually line mates on the fourth line. But if I'm the Kraken and I'm picking between Rooney and Brett Howden, I'm going with Kevin Rooney. Rooney actually contributed a little bit more offensively this past season than I think a lot of people would have expected. But that's not really his calling card. His calling card is being a strong penalty killer. Uh, he has that in common with Brett Howden. And the other thing I like about Rooney is he's very physical, very aggressive uh, four checker as well, and somebody that if the Kraken don't end up selecting him in the expansion draft, I'd love to see him stick around with the Rangers uh, for the uh, foreseeable future. I mean, why not? He's a solid fourth line player and can move up the lineup in a pinch. He can at least move up to the third line. But, you know, for Brett Howden, let's go ahead and just kind of take a look at his career stats here. As we just mentioned, three seasons with the New York Rangers, 178 career games, 
only scored 16 goals and dished out 33 assists, so 49 points in 178 games. He is a minus 29 over those three seasons. He has also averaged 13 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time per night throughout his career, but it's worth pointing out that his average ice time has actually decreased in all three seasons that he has spent with the New York Rangers. He has also racked up 190 hits, 149 block shots, and he has taken 1,503 faceoffs, and he has won 48% of them. I think the biggest negative here, apart from just, you know, a lack of offensive production, which was supposed to be his calling card, is the simple fact that he's basically regressed in just about every area of the game since he's been with the Rangers you know, up to current day. This past season, I think, was probably his weakest with the New York Rangers. He only scored one goal the entire season. And in fact, the one goal that he scored was an empty netter, only had six assists. So Brown had seven points in 42 games. And I realize points aren't everything, but again, this is the guy that was supposed to be the centerpiece of the trade that sent Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Rangers just aren't getting much out of him, to put it very bluntly. And now that he's re-signed with the Rangers, once again, he is a candidate to be exposed to the Kraken and the expansion draft. But I don't think the Kraken are going to end up taking him, which means that he's going to be back with the Rangers on this new one-year deal. And the positives, as far as Brett Howden, look, I mean, he is a good penalty killer. You can't take that away from him. The Rangers had a really nice PK unit this past season, and Brett Howden clearly played a role in that. He clearly had something to do with that. I think he plays a little bit more physical than he typically gets credit for. And that's not to say that he's out there racking up five, six, seven, eight, nine hits every single game, but he does mix it up, uh, does fight for the puck along the boards. And there was an incident last year where he got into a fight with Kasperi Kapanen near the end of the first period when the Rangers were playing the Penguins. And that was right, that was the game right after the whole thing with Tony D'Angelo. The Rangers were reeling. They came out completely flat that night. They really needed a win. They really needed a spark. And, you know, Howden at least seemed to give that to them, you know, getting into a fight near the end of the first period, or actually right at the end of the first period after the uh, horn had sounded. And on top of that, I mean, I guess there's at least some familiarity between the Rangers and Brett Howden. He seems to be pretty well liked among his teammates. And so that's not the worst thing in the world either, I suppose. But I think going into this next season, Howden is definitely, again, this is all assuming that he's still back with the team and he's not selected by the Kraken in the expansion draft. But I think that Howden is definitely a candidate to be a healthy scratch on a lot of nights. I don't think that the current regime is going to be as fiercely loyal to Brett Howden as David Quinn seemed to be. I think Gerard Gallant is going to make guys earn their spot on the roster on any given night. And I just get the feeling that on most nights, the Rangers are going to have 12 forwards available to them that are better options than Brett Howden. I mean, I know I don't mean to be mean about it, but I just got to call it like I see it. I think that'll be the case. And I think, you know, if Howden is back, there's a decent chance that he's going to be a healthy scratch probably more often than not in this upcoming season. But we're just getting started here today. Like I said, I also want to talk about another star player who has requested a trade from his current team, and we will talk about him and whether or not there's a fit with the Rangers in just a second here. All right, so as we promised in the intro, we are going to talk about a player who would seemingly be on the trade block, another big-name player, another brand-name, another perennial all-star type player, uh, at least maybe up until recent seasons, but that's going to be Vladimir Tarasenko, a 29-year-old right winger for the St. Louis Blues. As it turns out, just a day or two ago, or I don't really know when he requested the trade, but a day or two ago is when it became public knowledge that Vladimir Tarasenko indeed wants out of St. Louis, and apparently the Blues are working on granting his request, and just to kind of take it from the top, I mean, I think most people are probably pretty familiar with Vladimir Tarasenko, but just to kind of give you a rundown of everything that he's done throughout his NHL career, he has played all nine seasons of his career with the Blues. But as we kind of alluded to just a second ago, the injuries have really kind of slowed him down over these past couple of seasons, the past two seasons to be exact. For the season that just concluded, Tarasenko 
appeared in only 24 of the 56 regular season games. He scored four goals and had 10 assists in those 24 games. And he also played in all four of the Blues playoff games. He had two goals and no assists in those four games. And of course, the Blues were swept right out of the playoffs in the first round by the Colorado Avalanche. That's got to be embarrassing for a team that won the Stanley Cup just two seasons ago. I mean, I know the Avalanche are a very good, very talented team, but to go down uh, without really too much of a fight in that series, I think the only lead that they had in the entire four games is they were up one to nothing in game four, but they ultimately lost that game as well. So uh, not good. And maybe it's a situation where the Blues are A, looking for a shakeup and B, the Blues are in a situation where they could be looking to shed some cap space because as we talked about two episodes ago, we mentioned that Vince Dunn could be on the trading block as well. And now there's rumors that the same can be said for Vladimir Tarasenko. And it could be a situation where the Blues, they have some cap issues and they got to move somebody. They got to move a pretty significant piece to get some salary cap relief, and maybe Vladimir Tarasenko is one of the guys that that could be happening to. Of course, Tarasenko himself wants out of St. Louis, and given the fact that the Blues have to free up some money, it would appear uh, it would only make sense that maybe they would look to move him to another team. As far as the Rangers being a potential fit, I mean, I think it's at least possible. There are a couple of red flags, but there's also some reasons that make it very intriguing why you know, they could maybe look to bring in Tarasenko. We'll get to that in just a second, but first, I want to give you guys his career stats. So, as we already mentioned, Nine seasons, all of them with the St. Louis Blues, former first-round pick, drafted number 16 overall, but he has skated in 531 regular season games, scored 218 goals, dished out 224 assists, so he has 442 points in his 531 career games. He is a plus 68 over the nine years that he has spent with the Blues, and he's averaged 16 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time while dishing out 388 hits and blocking 185 shots. He has also skated in an additional 78 Stanley Cup playoff games, including 26 playoff games in 2018-2019 when the Blues, of course, won the Stanley Cup. And in those 78 playoff games, 35 goals, 16 assists, so 51 points. During the Stanley Cup season, those 26 games that I just mentioned, Tarasenko scored 11 goals, dished out six assists, was obviously a huge, huge piece of that team, uh, ultimately winning the Stanley Cup that season, defeating the Boston Bruins in seven games in the Stanley Cup Finals. And, uh, you know, again, just a very, very key player on that team. But it's kind of gone south since then. Like we said, Tarasenko's had a lot of injuries. He hasn't been able to stay on the ice. And the Blues have just kind of uh, slipped in recent seasons. You know, they haven't really gotten all that close to making it back to the Stanley Cup Finals. And that's one thing that I'll say right here, right now, as far as why I might be somewhat intrigued by Vladimir Tarasenko. If he were to join the New York Rangers, he'd be the only player on the roster, at least as of right now, before any of these uh, offseason maneuvers happen, that has won a Stanley Cup. And he's obviously playoff battle-tested. Like we just said, 78 career Stanley Cup playoff games. And so basically an entire seasons, an entire regular season worth of hockey played in the playoffs for Vladimir Tarasenko. So he does have that working for him and would give the Rangers somebody who is a former Stanley Cup champion and is really playoff battle tested, which is something that obviously they lack as of right now, at least. Now, something that makes this a little bit more complicated for the Rangers or any other team that might be looking to trade for Tarasenko is that he does have a full no trade clause. So he would have to approve any deal Although given that he's asking to be traded and it certainly appears that he wants out of St. Louis, it's funny because the report is that 
he has requested a trade out of St. Louis. And I kind of differentiate requesting a trade versus demanding a trade. You know, you hear these rumors, whether it's the NHL or any other sport, a player requests a trade or a player demands a trade. Demanding a trade is like, dude, I'm done playing here. Get me out of here. Make it happen now. Requesting a trade is like, I don't really want to be here anymore. Can we make something happen? So I, I think, you know, all the reports that I've seen, he has requested a trade. But again, given everything that we just mentioned, the fact that he seemingly doesn't want to be there anymore, and the fact that the Blues have some salary cap issues, it seems more likely than not that a deal for Tarasenko will get done in the coming days and weeks here. And Tarasenko apparently provided the Blues with a list of teams that he would be willing to be traded to because, as we mentioned, he does have that full no-trade clause, so he's basically in control of his own destiny. The Blues have not made that list public because, obviously, they would lose a lot of leverage if they did so. I don't know if the Rangers are on that list or not. I mean, if you're Tarasenko or, or really anybody else who you know, is an impending free agent or somebody who wants to be traded, whatever it might be, I would have to think that the Rangers are a fairly desirable landing spot right now. They got a lot of young talent. It seems to be an up-and-coming team. And to me, I don't know why, really, you wouldn't want to go to the New York Rangers right now. So I would think, I mean, I don't know how long Tarasenko's list is, but I would think that the Rangers probably are a team that he would have included on his list. And if the Blues were to somehow strike a deal with the Rangers in the coming days and weeks here, I really don't think Tarasenko would exercise his no-trade clause. I just can't see that happening. If he really wants out of St. Louis and the Blues work out some kind of deal with the Rangers, I would think that he would be happy to go there. But we'll talk a little bit more about all that, as well as Tarasenko's contract situation, and of course, just kind of the pros and cons of the Rangers trading for Vladimir Tarasenko, and we will do that in just a second here. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Com. All right, so as we just mentioned, Vladimir Tarasenko does have a full no-trade clause, so that would mean that he would have to approve any trade that sends him to the Rangers or anywhere else, but I also want to just kind of dive into the details of his current contract situation. Tarasenko has two years remaining on his eight-year, $60 million contract, so he would carry a cap hit of $7.5 million in each of the next two seasons. He would then become an unrestricted free agent going into 2023-2024 at the age of 31. So depending on how he performs over the next two seasons, uh, he could really set himself up for a nice payday. And as we've talked about before, whenever a player is entering unrestricted free agency, they always seem to find a way to put their best foot forward that season. And that's true in the NHL, just like it's true in every other sport. I mean, I think it's probably a little bit more prevalent in a lot of other sports because hockey players, they're not the type to slack. You know, they, they go out there and they grind no matter what their contract situation might be. But it's still not uncommon to see a player, you know, really explode in his contract season, regardless of what the sport might be. As far as, you know, the Rangers taking on this contract, I mean, I think they could definitely fit it in, but then the issue becomes 
what to do when the contract is up because by that time the Rangers have some other players they're going to have to be paid. I mean, I don't need to really run through the gauntlet. You guys know the young players on the Rangers, guys they're going to be commanding a lot of money and the question also becomes, you know, if the Rangers bring in Tarasenko and then he walks in two seasons, you know, would the Rangers have really become bona fide Stanley Cup contenders in that two-year window? It's at least possible. You know, for this upcoming season, I think the Rangers certainly should be in the mix for a playoff spot and that they should end up claiming a playoff spot. And then maybe the next season, we could talk about them being bona fide Stanley Cup contenders. So, you know, Tarasenko, it would, it would be a risk, you know, because he's obviously got some injury history. And something else that kind of gives me a little bit of pause is the simple fact that there was some, I don't want to say controversy, but there seemed to be some issues between Tarasenko and the Blues when it came to announcing a captain for this most recent season. Alex Peter Angelo was the captain for the Blues for a long time. Obviously, he left in free agency to go to the Vegas Golden Knights. Peter Angelo was the captain when the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. And during that time, Vladimir Tarasenko was an alternate captain. And then this past season, I guess Tarasenko thought that the captaincy would go to him, but instead the Blues chose Ryan O'Reilly. I think both guys were strong candidates to become the next captain of the Blues. The Blues, of course, picked O'Reilly, but Vladimir Tarasenko was not happy about this. This is what he had to say about the matter when it happened. Of course, when you play for eight years at a club and have been an assistant for a long time, you count on it. Jaden Schwartz and I have been playing for the longest at St. Louis of the guys on the team now. And then he also added, I think it's okay to count on certain leadership positions after eight years at the club, but everyone has their own opinion. Alexi expressed it and has every right to do so. I personally focus on recovering from injury because there are many people who say Tarasenko will never play the same way. I have a tremendous incentive to come back and prove these people wrong. And so, yeah, I mean, Tarasenko clearly not happy, thought that he should have been the captain. I don't know how much of an issue that became in the Blues locker room. And look, Tarasenko is entitled to his opinion, but I just feel like the thing that a leader would do in a spot like that, and maybe this just shows that Ryan O'Reilly was the right choice. I think if you're going to voice your displeasure about that, the best thing to do is to keep it private. You know, go to the coaching staff, go to the key members of the front office and say, listen, I really think I should have been the guy here. I'm the longest tenured player on this team. I was a big part of this team winning the Stanley Cup a couple of seasons ago. I'm the most talented player on this team. Not that that always matters, but you could at least throw that out there. And, you know, just kind of keep it quiet. Keep it behind the scenes. Uh, Tarasenko obviously didn't do that. And, you know, I don't think it's like a tremendous red flag to the point that, oh man, you got to stay away from this guy. This guy's going to cause all kinds of problems in the locker room. But it's one of those things that I think just kind of makes your eyebrows go up at least a little bit. I will say, you know, anytime a player this talented becomes available, I think if you're the Rangers or really anyone, anyone looking to improve your team, you have to do your due diligence. And this is tempting. I've always been kind of a fan of Tarasenko. I just love his game on the ice. Very exciting player. Very skilled player. Uh, the injuries are kind of scaring me away a little bit, though, just the fact that he has not really played that much over the past two seasons. And also the fact that he's only under contract for another two seasons. I don't think that's ideal either because, you know, we talked about this with Johnny Gaudreau about to enter the last season of his contract, and we kind of cited that as a reason why I didn't want the Rangers to trade for him. Do you really want to send away all these assets, you know, draft picks and good NHL players and prospects to get Johnny Gaudreau, or in this case, Vladimir Tarasenko, and bring them in for, you know, one season for Gaudreau? or two seasons for Tarasenko. I don't think that's ideal. Now, of course, there's always the possibility that you could resign these guys when their current contract expires, but then, you know, there's only so much money to go around to retaining in-house free agents that the Rangers are going to have in one season and in two seasons. So, you know, it, it is definitely tempting. I think that's the best way that I can describe this, but I think it might depend, obviously, like it always does, on what you would have to give away if you're the New York Rangers. Obviously, 
the Blues might kind of have their hand forced. It sounds like they're going to have to trade somebody that they like, a good, talented player, whether it's either Vince Dunn or Vladimir Tarasenko. They just are really up against the cap right now, and they might have to, uh, you know, obviously shed some cap space. And that also kind of opens the door, whether it's the Rangers or any other team in this league, to acquire Tarasenko for less than they should be able to acquire him for. I don't think this would be like a true blue salary dump in the case of the St. Louis Blues potentially trading Vladimir Tarasenko. Certainly, I think that they're going to be looking to get a pretty nice return here, and certainly they would be entitled to one as well. But I don't know that Vladimir Tarasenko would command nearly the return that he would have commanded uh, just as recently as two seasons ago. In fact, I know he wouldn't because he hasn't been on the ice. So, And on top of that, he only has two years left on his deal. So we'll see. I mean, maybe the Rangers should at least throw their name in the hat. I don't really know exactly what it would take to get him. But it could be a situation where maybe the Blues are just looking to move on from Tarasenko. They need the cap space. I don't know how they feel about what Tarasenko said regarding the captaincy this past offseason. And they might just feel like he's not worth what they're paying him given his injury problems over the last two seasons. So you could get a situation here uh, where it's a little bit of a glorified salary dump. Of course, the Blues will get something back in return for him. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it all depends on the price, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't at least somewhat intrigued by Vladimir Tarasenko. And then the only other thing that I wanted to do today is to talk a little bit about another impending New York Ranger free agent, and anybody who's been listening to this show throughout the offseason here, you guys know that that's kind of a, a series that we're doing. We started with some of the bigger names in free agency, and we're moving on to some of the minor league free agents and you know guys who just had a cup of coffee with the Rangers over this past season. But just to give everybody a brief rundown, if you want to hear my thoughts on any of the other impending New York Ranger free agents, I'll run through this as fast as I can. For anybody who's been listening to every episode, just bear with me, because I know I've done this a couple of times now. But... You never know when we could have some new listeners. And episode 360, you had Brandon Smith and Jack Johnson. Episode 363 was Julian Gauthier. 364 was Pavel Buchnevich and Brett Howden. 374 was Igor Shesterkin. 380 was Philip Hedel. 382 was Philip DiGiuseppe. 384 was Libor Hayek. And then 389, also Johnny Brodzinski and Darren Radish. And then Igor Rykoff and Gabrielle Fontaine. We covered them in episode 390. And today, we're going to be looking at Tim Gettinger. Gettinger has had a cup of coffee with the Rangers in really all of the last three seasons. He is 23 years old. He was drafted by the Rangers back in 2016, a fifth-round selection going number 141 overall. He has since spent most of his time with the Hartford Wolfpack. And I mentioned that he's played parts of all of the last three seasons with the Rangers. But in that time, those three seasons, he has appeared in a combined just eight games with the Rangers. And he also played in one playoff game during the qualifying round against the Carolina Hurricanes last season. In his eight games with the Rangers, he has no goals and one assist. One thing that's definitely working in Tim Gettinger's favor is the simple fact that he's just a big guy. You know, six foot six, 216 pounds, kind of profiles as a fourth line type player. Although it must be said, it's not like this guy's incapable of scoring. We've seen him do it certainly in the OHL and also in the AHL to an extent. In the OHL, he basically lit up that league. In 2017-2018, he skated in 63 games. He scored 33 goals and dished out 36 assists. Uh, that was a few seasons ago. But he's also proved at least capable of chipping in offensively with the Wolfpack as well. In 140 career games in Hartford, he has scored 39 goals, dished out 34 assists. So he has 73 points in 140 games. That's not anemic or anything like that. Uh, it's hard to get a great read on Gettinger just because we've seen him so sparingly over these past few seasons, but he is a restricted free agent, and if he's back with the Rangers, I think that works. You know, he's coming off of his 
three-year entry-level deal that paid him a total of $2.21 million in total. So that's an average annual value of $736,667 a season. So maybe he gets a slight raise, sticks around with the Rangers for the foreseeable future. He's someone who could be a decent swingman between the NHL and AHL. We've kind of talked about players that fit that profile, talking about some of these uh, minor league free agents. Uh, I do feel like the Rangers have prospects who are certainly... They certainly have more upside than Tim Gettinger, but if there are injuries or there's ineffectiveness or whatever it might be, maybe there's a certain matchup where you just want a little bit more size on the rink, maybe Tim Gettinger can come in handy. Uh, I don't think this is a make-or-break move for the New York Ranger franchise, but as organizational depth, I see no reason uh, not to hang on to Tim Gettinger for next season. Certainly, uh, he would come at an affordable price. Uh, But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Devin Booker lifts the Suns to a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals over the Bucks. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.